All right, everyone. Welcome to another exciting edition of Go Tell It to the Wall podcast. This is officially episode four. That's right. You've been around for four episodes. It's actually five if you're new to the podcast. Our very first episode that we produced was episode zero. Didn't want to give that one an episode number. Uh, if you didn't listen to it, go go back, check it out. It, it, it's great listening, I can tell you that. I've uh, been getting a lot of good feedback, um, and, and it, it's just worth checking out. So again, like I said, episode four, uh, I do have one thing to say on this momentous, momentous day uh, in, in our country, really, in the sports world, in our country, around the world. There's fans all over the place, and I just want to say this. Hey, Chicago, what do you say? And I gave everyone a minute, because all my relatives and friends in Chicago right there, when they heard me say that, hopefully wherever they are, they yelled out, the Cubbies are going to win today. And what happened was the Cubbies won last night. They won the damn World Series. 108 years of misery, and they won it. So we're going to talk a little bit about that today. Obviously, this has some serious social relevance. I love the city of Chicago. I'm going to get into more of that as we move along, because as you all know, I'm a huge Boston sports fan. I'm a huge Red Sox fan. Uh, But we're going to get into a little bit of my love for the city of Chicago, uh, for the Cubbies themselves a little bit, uh, as we move along. There's one thing I do want to address real quick. I'm sure all of you were listening to the last episode and saying, hey, why does Sean sound like he's standing on the opposite side of the room from his microphone? And of course, that happened to be the episode where I pointed out we have a new microphone in studio. Well, (laughs) apologies. We had some problems on the back end. I know it sounded like crap. The content was still there. The content is the most important thing here. Um, So, you know, apologies. I hope you all still enjoyed it. As you can tell from listening to this episode, we are back to that good old rich sound that we used to have, and it's getting even better because of this new microphone. Uh, So please, don't be discouraged by that last episode. Like I said, the content's still there. It just sounds a little funky. Maybe it sounds like I'm standing on the opposite side of the room, and we can go ahead and thank my recording software for that because it kind of screwed things up on the back end. Uh, so now that we have moved past that and things are sounding better, first thing I'm gonna we're gonna get back to Cubs. Like I said, we're gonna get back to Cubs. But there's one thing I completely passed over on the last episode, and that would be the creepy clowns. I know you all love the creepy clowns. Well, we're gonna have a little bit, of, little moment of silence today for the most likely end of the Creepy Clowns. Now, I know Halloween has passed. I hope you all had a great Halloween. Uh, I spent mine in Big Bear. I'll tell you a little bit about that, uh, well, the the weekend before in Big Bear, which is kind of when all the young kids are out dressing up and and getting drunk. Uh, (laughs) So I'll tell you a little bit more about that later. But I know Halloween's over, but we've kind of reached the end of the Creepy Clowns. And I say that because what has happened, I was reading about a week ago, there's a story in Stockton. So... (laughs) There's a video. I'm not going to post it on the page um, just because, you know, if you want to find it, find it. It, It's a little too much uh, for me to actually post on the page simply because it's kind of, you know, prank gone wrong. But what happened, we had one of these creepy clowns in Stockton. Happened to be, turned out to be a 20-year-old kid who was uploading all these videos and, and, you know, for to make viral videos and stuff. That's what kids do these days. We're going to talk more about that in just a minute. Uh, and what happened was he went to scare the wrong guy, and he's walking down the street. And as you can see in this video, which I've seen, again, I'm not going to post it. Uh, and the guy, instead of running away like most people do, 
He just stood his ground. He actually pulled out a gun. Now, luckily, he didn't, like, point the gun at the kid. Uh, but he said, you know, come here, come here. And he ends up hitting the kid, pistol whipping. If you don't know what that is, it's when you like hit someone with the end of your gun. Um, it's not something anybody should ever do. It, you know, I just know about it from movies. Um, but the kid got pistol whipped and kind of knocked to the ground and then ran off and was, kept saying to the guy, it's a prank, it's a prank, it's a prank. Um, luckily, the guy didn't shoot him. Uh, but he did say he is done with the clown prank videos, uh, which is probably a good thing. Like, I, like I've been saying, I was amused by them. I was kind of keeping an eye out for them here in L.A., Nobody needs to get hurt, you know, over something like this. I, I realize that, you know, it is creepy, and and I'm sure he just he came up to the wrong guy at the wrong time, probably just the wrong guy. No matter what time it would have been, that guy probably was gonna, you know, get a little aggressive with him, which is what happened. And the guy was 20 years old. He's 20. That's a kid. That is a kid out there making these viral videos at 20 years old. Um, and obviously, he wasn't responsible for all of them. That it. California, it kind of stretched to California. I, I, I think California was kind of on the back end of, uh, as far as getting the creepy clowns. There was a lot of more of Midwest, East Coast. I know my aunt had said that they had uh, some schools closed in, in the Chicago area, suburbs of Chicago, maybe in the city too, because of threats from these like creepy clowns or whatever. Completely out of hand. So we, we have probably seen the end of it. Unfortunately, I didn't get to see the guys with the free hug shirts, uh, you know, run into them anywhere in L.A. Um, but... Moving on to the next prank. I'm sure there will be something else out there that we all find amusing, hopefully not as terrifying as Creepy Clowns because, you know, come on, Creepy Clowns, terrifying. Um, and as I was thinking about this, it reminded me of something that happened um, to me like a couple years ago, you know, and it had really slipped my mind. It, you know, it stuck with me for like a day or two and then kind of slipped my mind. But as I was seeing this 20-year-old, you know, get pistol whipped, um, I was reminded of it. And what happened a couple years ago, I'm driving down uh, Figueroa, in Los Angeles, in Highland Park, actually, which, you know, where I live, where our makeshift studio is, lovely Highland Park, um, and there, there's some train tracks right right where I'm, I'm driving down Figueroa and crossing the street. Now, uh, I believe I was sitting at a stoplight, and I look to my left, and there is a crazy, I, and I don't want to make assumptions, but I'm assuming a, a home, cra- homeless man, and I say crazy because he was kind of standing on the, the sidewalk and just ranting and raving and yelling and kind of walking a couple steps and then yelling some more and clearly something going on in his head having either conversation with himself i don't know if he's trying to talk to cars whatever it was uh but as i look over i'm like ah you know this is la (laughs) come on when you live in like an la i'm sure it's the same thing new york or like downtown chicago any of those big cities you 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 see crazy stuff and you're just like ah all right you know um so I, i didn't think much of it uh but as the light turns and i start to go i look over and there's a couple kids they must have been you know, 12, 13 year old, 12, 13 years old, couple boys, and they're running down the street kind of behind the guy uh, and with their cell phones in their hand. Now, I, I assume they were taking video of the crazy guy. And the thing was, they were getting to be like within like eight feet of the guy and kind of following him and laughing and just not thinking like that is a crazy dude. Who knows what is going on inside his head? But kids today don't think about that. They saw that crazy guy and they were like, oh, my gosh, viral video. I guarantee they went home, posted it on Facebook, or Vine was around back then still. I know we talked about Vine last episode. Uh, but it's just not safe. It's it's simply just not safe. Is it really that important? So we need to kind of step back and look at this, you know, and, and just be smart out there. It's common sense. I realize that's funny. You could end up with some viral video and you're really popular for like two days on social media and then everyone forgets about you. But let's say that dude was crazy and had a knife in his pocket and turned around and started chasing those kids and wanted 
not worth the viral video. It's just simply not. So just be smart out there. It's common sense. It's common sense. None of that is worth a viral video. And it's funny because we live in this kind of society where kids see something like that. Now, when I was a kid, if we saw that, we weren't going the opposite direction. There was no, you didn't want to be near a guy like that. You just simply didn't. You know, there was no reason um, to interact with somebody who, who, who clearly wasn't all there. But these days, the kids chase him. They they want the viral video. Um, and it's just interesting. You know, I know I bring this up a lot and the, the, the difference in generations and stuff. I mean, the generational stuff is kind of BS as far as those lines and everything. Um, but that right there, that's a great example. You know, again, me, my friends, as kid, never, just never would have done it. You know, now, if I was growing up in, in in this time where we have access to those things, I can't say that I wouldn't have. But, you know, hopefully I would have been smart enough to realize, like, it's not worth a viral video. So just be careful out there. We, you know, we need to make sure kids are aware that just because some dude, you know, could be funny for a video doesn't mean he's not dangerous. Not dangerous. Um, so just, again, just be smart out there. Don't get pistol whipped. That's what can happen. Don't get pistol It's not worth it. You know, making funny videos and stuff, that's one thing, but it's it's not worth like going into these dangerous areas and or, and stuff like that. Just Just don't do it just not smart so anyway we need that needed to kind of head up the show because i know we've been talking about creepy clowns for a while um and they're pretty much done i i think we've seen the end of the creepy clowns there will like i said be another prank or um some viral video coming up but uh until then we'll just have to find something else to to talk about <laughs> i guess um so now that being said we're gonna get into some cubs action um so like i said at the beginning of the show Hey Chicago, what do you say? That's uh, there's a little bit of a song they sing there after Chicago Chicago Cubs victories. Um, that's the beginning of the song, and people usually respond, uh, "Cubby's gonna win today." That's how the song goes. I'm not gonna go into the whole song with you, obviously. I'm not a singer, I, you know. We're, we're not gonna do it. Uh, maybe we'll post a video on the on the page there, um, so you guys can check it out if you haven't seen it. Uh, so I want I I do want to get into a couple. Couple things here on this. Now, like I said, 108 years, the longest World Series drought uh, for any baseball team. And it was funny because, like I mentioned, the Cleveland baseball team. Remember, we don't we don't say their team name. The Cleveland baseball team actually had a 68 year drought. And it was funny because everyone yesterday was like, Chicago fans scoff at that. You know, 40 more years. Um, and this this was very personal for me because, as I as you all know, I am a huge Boston sports fan. Um, I could care less, couldn't care less about the Celtics, but I do love my Bruins, Sox, and Patriots. Um, and like I've said previously, I get that from my father. I grew up watching sports with my father. That's why I'm not a Celtics fan. He's really not. He's probably more of a Celtics fan than I. Uh, but I just I've never cared. Uh, but the funny thing is, my mother is from Chicago. Um, that's right. And she's actually from the south side of Chicago, uh, was born on the south side, lived there for a while, and then moved to the suburbs, uh, but was a Cubs fan, is a Cubs fan, has been her entire life. Um, so the funny thing is, as much as I love Boston sports and I love watching those teams, and don't get me wrong, uh, it is first and foremost Boston Red Sox as far as baseball. Um, I do have an incredible love for the city of Chicago. I actually never never actually lived in Boston. Uh, my father's from there. I grew up with those teams, but I never actually lived there. I know a lot about the city. I've never even been to Fenway Park. Now, Chicago, on the other hand, uh, I practically lived there as a kid. My my mother's side of the family is all from there. Most of them lived there up until uh, we were all older kids. Um, and so that was just kind of the, the epicenter uh, for our family. Now, I, I'm not a Blackhawks fan. I'm too big of a Bruins fan to have, to have ever been a Blackhawks fan. You know, the Bears, they're great. That's fine. In 1985, I was probably in Chicago 
with the Bears shirt on, yes, I realized they were playing the damn Patriots. It's a, nobody give me a hard time about that. I was like three or four, um, and I'm sure my mother put a Bears jersey on me. But the funny thing is, I, you know, I never really gravitated toward those. But the Cubbies, those that was the team, the Cubs, the Chicago Cubs for my mother. Um, in fact, to the point where my very first baseball hat as a kid was a Chicago Cubs hat. My very first baseball game uh, was a Cubs-Padres game in San Diego when my mother was working in San Diego. Uh, we weren't even living there at the time. We're, like I said, practically living in Chicago, still kind of had a place in, in, in Miami. Um, but my mom's office, would, whenever the Cubbies were in town, they would give her Cubs tickets. So it's really up, probably only up until recently that, that I passed the Cubs with like having seen more games because I saw so many Cubs and Padres games um, as a kid, and I saw them at Wrigley. I've actually been to Wrigley, never been to Fenway. Um, and it's only recently because as an adult, I was able to go, you know, I'm living in L.A., you can go see them play the Angels, I get to see a little more Red Sox. So I think the Red Sox finally did uh, pass up the Cubs as far as, you know, the most games I've seen, or the Padres for that matter. You know, I grew up in San Diego, despite being a Sox fan. Uh, I, you know, I won't say I love the Padres. I, I have mad respect for them. I love Tony Gwynn, uh, one of the best hitters in, in the history of the game. So now that we've gotten that out of the way, before you guys can all give me a hard time and, hey, what are you, Cubs fan? Uh, 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 uh. Um, nothing beats the Sox, but I will tell you, I, you know, I shed a little tear last night, and uh, I probably should have let, I don't know if you can hear it in my voice, but we may be a little short today because my vocal cords, um, they're hurting a little. Uh, they're hurting a little. I was yelling a little last night, and that damn thing, um, if you didn't watch the game last night, Cubs went way up, and then it just became back and forth. And then the Cleveland baseball team actually tied it up in the ninth inning. Tied it up in the ninth inning after the Cubs had been winning um, pretty much the entire game. Uh, and that sends it into extras. If you're not familiar with baseball, we play nine innings. If, if it's still tied after that, you go to extra innings. Uh, well, what happened was rain started to fall. I mean, this you cannot, and this is why, I've said it in the past, this is why I love sports, because it's the last true reality television. You can't write this. You cannot write this. Uh, it started rain. They had to, and in baseball, you know, you probably watch some football or whatever. Um, basketball and hockey are played inside, but football, they play through the rain. A lot of other sports. In fact, I ran track and cross country in high school. You actually run through rain. You know, the, the rain. You don't rain out a race. It's you just you keep going. Uh, but with baseball, when it gets too wet, uh, too rainy, they you know they bring out these tarps and you have what's called a rain delay. So we're sitting there. I'm sitting there with my wife. My wife missed half the game. Um, she she had some other stuff to take care of. She got home, and we're watching it. And I'm just going, you you got to be kidding me. There's, how does this even happen? I mean, like I said, you can't write this stuff. So it goes into a rain delay. Cubs are kind of reeling because they just gave up the lead. And they get to go in and regroup. They come back out, score two runs in the 10th. And they actually end up giving up a run in the bottom of the 10th, but still win the game. Um, and I it was one of those things where I'm just sitting there going, this is divine intervention. I mean, it starts raining. The Cubs really needed a break. Divine intervention, and then I thought it was funny. Uh, there's an announce, a, a analyst on ESPN. His name is Mike Wellball. I'm not a big fan of his, but he's from Chicago, um, so he's you know been really up and down with the Chicago uh, Cubs all see you know all playoffs and everything. Um, and he said, you know what it was? That was 108 years of tears from heaven. Because when you think about 108 years, there there's like a generation, two generations almost really that that um, that that never saw the Cubs win. And I know lots of other teams out there haven't, but there's just something about like that city of Chicago and the, the Chicago Cubs, Harry Carey, and all this history, and, and Wrigley Field, the oldest, well, may, it might be second. It's one of the two original ballparks, um, along with Fenway, in, in still, still around in this country. Um, so just an amazing, 
an amazing experience. I kept turning them off when I'm go and saying, we're, we're, we're watching history here. Regardless of how this game ends, we're watching history. Um, and in fact, David Ross, who this, this was his last baseball game, he retired. Um, in his second to last at bat, he comes up World Series, Game 7, had just come into the game, uh, hits a home run. Home run. In fact, without that home run, the Cubs uh, would have lost the game because it wouldn't even have gone to extras. Um, so just amazing stuff. It's absolutely crazy game. Uh, the significance is just off the charts. It's one I kept, you know, and and anyone I talked to is really pretty much in agreement with me. If, unless you were a Cleveland baseball fan, um, you just you were rooting for the Cubs. Like you know, they're, they they used to call them the lovable losers. I mean, they're not the losers anymore. Um, but it was just it was absolutely amazing. Um, to see, and as a result, my, my voice is a little bit gone today. It's a little bit shot, um, but well worth it. I, I enjoyed it, and it's something I'm sure I'm going to tell my kids about and my grandkids about um, one day as well. Uh, so there was there, there's a couple of stories that that I want to uh, just just kind of talk about real quick with the Cubs um, specifically. Now the first one being, I know I'd posted on the page, um, and I'm especially doing that now because I've stopped using my personal. Uh, Facebook page. Everything is now cycling through uh, the Go Tell It to the Wall podcast page. So if, if you want to communicate with me, you're pretty much going to have to do it on there. I actually have someone helping me out on the social media side, um, really pushing all that and, and trying to increase those numbers and everything. Uh, but you may have seen I posted something along the lines of Jaws 19 shirt is the same as Cubs shirt, right? Um, I'm hoping most of you understood why that was. Uh, if not, I'm going to tell you. Now, there was a movie well, a trilogy in the 80s called Back to the Future. Now, in Back to the Future 2, Marty McFly, Michael J. Fox, travels into the future. Um, and people, some of my friends are going to be so mad, I don't know the exact scene. He, he comes out, and he's, like, seeing this flying news thing. Uh, and one part of it's an advertisement for Jaws 19. Now, think about it. This was made in the 80s. This was It was a joke. It was Jaws 19. It actually says directed by Max Spielberg. Um, well, I don't even know if Steven Spielberg actually has a son named Max, but m maybe he does. Um, you know, I'm, I don't know enough about Spielberg um, outside of the fact that he's an alumni. All the movies he's made in his alumni from uh, Cal State Long Beach. But uh, in there, they had Jaws 19. Uh, in there, they also made a joke, and this is he travels to the year 2015. So this was last year. That's why everyone was freaking out about the Cubs last year because Back to the Future would have been right. Uh, it predicts the, a Cubs World Series over Miami now. Obviously, they didn't play Miami, um, and it wasn't last year, but that is the relationship. So I was making sure, past two games, I was wearing my Jaws 19 shirt. I was making sure I drank the same beer that I'd been drinking uh, for each of the Cubs wins. I know it's weird. I'm extremely superstitious. Um, and the funny thing is, I didn't realize till today. So Back to the Future predicted World Series win in 2015. So they were a year off. And then I realized today, for those of you... it. it Many of you are going to be familiar with Back to the Future, so you'll laugh at this, and you may not be familiar with sports. In 1994, the baseball season was cut short because they went on a strike. I'm, I'm sure any of you out there, even if you're not into sports, you, you've noted like a strike or lockout, stuff like that. They didn't play a World Series, so we're missing a World Series. Well, I think what happened was that missing the World Series in 1994 messed up the space-time continuum. If you haven't seen Back to the Future, go watch it. Fantastic movies, fantastic trilogy. One and two are the best. Three is eh, it's okay, but watch them all. Uh, Space-time continuum may have just been pushed a little by that lack of, of World Series in 1994 and pushed this World Series one year later. So I'd like to think that's what happened, is Back to the Future was correct. I will continue to wear my Jaws 19 shirt. Um, I know it seems weird. I, 
I'm probably going to get some messages of like, how do you have a Jaws 19 shirt? How do you have a Jaws 19 shirt? Well, I worked for Universal last year during the 30th anniversary. 2015 was also the 30th anniversary of Back to the Future. Um, so I worked at Universal. They, they gave away some, uh, they gave us away t-shirts they had cut and specially made. They're not actually t-shirts you can buy. Now that I say that, I should stop wearing it because I, it's not like I can replace the darn thing. Um, maybe I'll just put it in a drawer and bring it out in 10 years. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, but I thought it was funny. So we're going to go ahead and say Back to the Future was, was right. There was just a slight glitch in the space-time continuum. Um, but the, the, these are just all those fun little, uh, like, tie-ins that, that we have with the Cubs and with sports. And, you know, like I've always said, even if you're not into sports, it's the social implications, you know, kind of all these fun little things. And, and, and that's what I love about it. Um, that's absolutely what I love about it, especially with a team like the Cubs, 108 years of futility. And like I said, I've got love for Chicago. Um, one, they're, well... There are actually two stories that, that really stuck with me, um, and, and this is, actually, there's three. I'm going to go over one quickly. Bill Murray is one of the biggest Cubs fans ever, um, and this I will try to post because it, it's just fantastic. Even if you don't care about baseball, he was so drunk last night after the Cubs won. Uh, he's walking around with a bottle of champagne. That's what they do. They spray bottles, champagne, They've got a, and they, they go crazy in the locker room. So he comes over and he goes to interview the GM of the Chicago Cubs. His name's Theo Epstein. They are both just sloshed at this point. Uh, Bill Murray's having trouble keeping his eyes open, I think because he's a little drunk, but also because there's like champagne in him. I think it stings. I've never had champagne sprayed in my face, honestly. Uh, but I would imagine it stings. And even says, and he's just, they're just like, it's epic. He, he doesn't even know where, I mean, he knows where he is. He knows he's celebrating the Cubs win. Uh, and so two things I found out about Bill Murray. He was sitting in one of the sections in Cleveland last night. Uh, the game was in Cleveland. And apparently he uh, bought the entire section beer. He bought them all a beer, which is just amazing because Bill Murray uh, is one awesome dude. And I'm so happy to see him uh, see the Cubs win. Uh, and I'd heard something this morning that he and Eddie Vedder, who's also a huge Cubs fan, actually like closed down one of the bars in Cleveland at like 5 a.m. Um, yeah, so they're, they're out there enjoying themselves. Um, but like I said, Bill Murray, awesome, awesome dude, and, and way to go just buying the entire section of beer. Uh, but there was a story that came out that, that tugs on the heartstrings a little bit that, that I had seen um, on OTL. That it's a, it's a show on ESPN that kind of does some of the more harder, I don't want to say harder hitting, but some of the more touching stories, like the Make-A-Wish stuff and all that. Or, um, you know, they obviously talked about Josh Brown. We talked about Josh Brown a couple weeks ago. Um, you know, again, socially like relevant stuff. Uh, so there's a kid in Chicago. He's now seven years old. His name's Beckham Zobrist. Uh, he happens to be the second cousin of Ben Zobrist, who also happened to be the MVP of the World Series, was named the MVP last night after Game 7. Um, he actually knocked in the winning run, well, the go-ahead run. I'm not going to get into semantics on that, uh, but he had he had a great series. Uh, well, this Beckham Zobrist, when he was very young, in, in preschool, uh, they were having problems with his eye, took him to the eye doctor, um, and, and checked it out. The, the op- optometrist, this one might be ophthalmologist, my cousin Kevin's gonna kill me. I, I always I I mix them up, uh, but he went to the eye doctor, um, and and they go, they go to find out with the test that he has the the, and I'm blanking on the exact word, but whatever it is, blastoma, essentially cancer in the eye. So they said they've got to take the eye out. So he has his eye removed when he's like preschool age, uh, lost it to cancer, and goes through recovery. He's doing well and everything, um, and they made him a glass eye that looked looked really good. Uh, matched really well, and, you know, he finally got well enough to be able to play t-ball. 
so he played. He was playing on his T-ball team, and he actually, I can't remember exactly. I think he got a hit, or but he came back to the dugout um, from the field. And what happened was some dust got in his glass eye, and he went to rub his eye. Uh, glass eye flipped backward. Just flipped backward on him, um, and it looked weird. And the kids were so confused that they started to make fun of him. Now, they were saying they made fun of him. You know, kids can be cruel, and I think what was happening is it's an ignorance thing. Uh, the kids just didn't know. So, and this just it just destroyed him. He was so embarrassed. Uh, he didn't he didn't like to talk about it. He didn't know how to deal with it. Um, and in fact, he had asked. I think Christmas was coming up. He wrote a letter to Santa and asked Santa for a new eye. And his mother said, "Well, do you want a new glass eye?" And he said, "No, no, I want a real eye." And she said, "Well, unfortunately, we can't do that. What would make you feel better?" And as he thought about it, she goes, "What if what if we got you a Cubs eye, a Cubs eye?" Uh, so for Christmas he got a, a, a glass eye. Instead of the people and stuff, it had the Cubs logo. That it's like a circular logo, um, it's the Cubs logo on his eye. So he actually goes to the games, wears wears this thing, and it gave him this incredible confidence. Um, he just loved the Cubs. His second cousin plays for the Cubs, and just that confidence oozed through him uh, because of the Cubs, um, and and being able to support them in that way. Um, I thought that was just fantastic. And then from that, what happened was he went to school. Uh, they had like a show-and-tell day. He was going to bring in a bunch of baseball stuff and decided, you know what, I'm going to bring in the glass eye. Uh, and did a show-and-tell for all the kids. And suddenly the ignorance was gone from those kids. They were more just interested. Uh, and it wasn't a making fun of of Beckham thing. It was it, they just needed to understand that he was just a normal kid and, you know, has this weird thing. And then once, once kids understand that, they... You know, there's a difference between bullying and ignorance. Kids can be cruel a lot of times, and a lot of times that's because of ignorance. Now, they can be cruel and be bullies, too, uh, but a lot of times it is ignorance. And this is one of those cases. But the Cubs really gave him that confidence. Um, and it was funny because I happened to be watching ESPN this morning. Uh, and the game, because it went in extra innings, it it ended, like, after midnight central time. After midnight, I'd have to remember. I was looking at the clock going, oh, my gosh, it's late there. And wondering if my grandmother, um, who's in Chicago, was even awake for it. I have a feeling she somehow managed to stay awake. If she didn't, she was probably dozing off on her chair in, front of, in her chair in front of the TV, uh, which wouldn't surprise me at all. Uh, but Beckham couldn't quite make it to the end of the game. Uh, they tried. They didn't, like, shake him to wake him up, but they flipped some lights on and off, and they were like, ah, come on. Uh, so he got up this morning, saw the end of the game, and just lost his mind. Um, absolutely. So congrats. Beckham, uh, your second cousin, is the World Series MVP. And you're only seven, so, you, you know, you don't know what it's like to, to experience many, 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 many years of heartbreak. Uh, but you have gone through a lot more uh, than, than this frivolous, you know, sports heartache uh, by losing your eye. So we're thinking about you, Beckham. And, um, again, it's these heartwarming stories. The Cubs gave him that confidence. Uh, so check it out. We'll probably share something on the page. Um, keep an eye out for that. Another one that I found out about today, uh, there was a guy from North Carolina, well, I think he's from Indiana, lives in North Carolina. He had promised his father, um, whose his father died in 1980, I believe it was, uh, that when the Cubs got to the World Series again, they would listen to it together. So, you have to forgive me on that my Cubs history isn't as good. So, I don't think, I mean, there was, there, there was some series after he died. Uh, but what happened was yesterday for Game 7, this guy from North, he lives in North Carolina, gets in his car yesterday, drives six hours from North Carolina to Indiana, uh, sits at his father's grave in a folding chair with with the radio on listening to the game, just so he could share that with his father. Um, and I just, I was extremely touched by that, just absolutely extremely touched. And, and 
that's the side of sports, sports ball that I love, uh, is, is the emotional side, the uncertainty and, and the community, um, that, that rises out of, out of all that. You know, we all became Cubs fans, unless you were from Cleveland or you're a Cleveland fan, we all became Cubs fans the past couple of days. I mean, I've been, I've had, like I said, I've had love for him for a long, long time. Um, I kept saying the past three games, like just win it for Ma, just win it for, I just, you know, I just wanted him to win it for my mother. Um, and, and they sure did. So congrats to the Cubs. Hey, Chicago, what do you say? Um, you know, maybe maybe next year it'll be Sox-Cubs in the World Series, and I'll, I'll, I'll feel less bad when the uh, when the Red Sox beats Cubs. So we're not, we're not going to go there. I'm just kidding. One, one more thing on sports ball. I know I keep mentioning the, uh, the extremely offensive Cleveland baseball mascot. Well, apparently Rob Manfred, um, who, who is – he's the commissioner of baseball. He's basically like the head of, of Major League Baseball in the U.S., uh, has actually already stated that they're going to discuss it um, after season's end. And the inkling I'm getting is that they're going to make some changes here to this insensitive mascot, um, which is really just out of hand. I was watching something the other day, and they had a fan from 2000. This is 2014. 2014. Um, who showed up to the the in the Cleveland ballpark, uh, full headdress, face painted red, um, and a bunch of insensitive stuff all over his T-shirt. Uh, he's since apologized, um, but it's you know again it's the ignorance thing, and and I'm hoping that we'll see some uh, some changes on that real 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 soon. Um, don't forget, I'm gonna say it like three more times. Election is next Tuesday, November eighth. Make sure you vote. I don't care who you vote for. Uh, just make an informed vote. Like I said, I got, I'm still I'm still reading through my packet. It's gonna take me until Tuesday to finish it up. Um, but on that note, there was, <clears throat> I always like to point out, now I'm coughing through the mic, sorry guys, uh, I always like to point out fun stuff that I find, you know, the creepy clowns, that was a fun thing. Uh, so with that being said, check out the newest epic rap battle, that's ERB Epic Rap Battle, they are on YouTube, uh, I do have a very soft spot for them um, for obvious reasons if you know me, <laughs> but they're new their new video is is pretty exceptional. It, it's dealing with politics a little, but regardless of where you fall, um, which side of the fence you fall on, with like, you're gonna enjoy it because it's not like it's not politically biased. It's just freaking hilarious. Uh, so check it out, talented guys over there. Epic rap battles. They are on YouTube. They have a channel. I think I think they have a Facebook too. Um, follow the guys uh, uh, on Twitter and stuff, and and they'll keep you updated. Um, so more kind of television entertainment stuff. Now, I don't know how we haven't talked about this before, because I, I know I kind of railed against the, the spoilers last week, and yes, Glenn is dead. He's dead. Okay, I don't even watch the damn show, and I know Glenn's dead. Enough. We get it. He's dead. There, there were more Walking Dead costumes this year than I've ever seen in my entire life, and I wasn't even out on Halloween. This is just from, like, seeing photos and stuff, and I was like, okay, okay. I, now I kind of even know who all these characters are, and that's fine. I, I'm sure it's a great show and everything. That's not. I don't mean to talk bad about the show. It's just funny, because I don't even watch the damn show. And I know Glenn's dead. I know some dude with a baseball bat. Everyone hates him. It, you know, it, it, I know way too much about the show for never having watched it. So with that being said, I can't believe we've never talked about uh, Mr. Robot. If you haven't checked out Mr. Robot, this is probably, could possibly be my favorite show on television uh, right now. I mean, it's it's, it's off-season. They've, they've done two seasons. If, if you haven't seen it... Um, I believe I'm not I'm not sure if it's on Hulu. I think it's on Netflix. You can at least catch the first season, maybe the second season soon, um, on Netflix. And it's 
like I said, one of my favorite shows, could be my favorite. I love Game of Thrones, um, and there's a lot of sitcoms I like, but I always know that these are great, like, to me. Again, my opinion, I'm I'm not, like, the expert on this. You could hate Mr. Robot. You could love The Walking Dead, Breaking Bad, all that stuff that I've never really watched. Like, that doesn't mean I'm right. Um, I'm just saying, for me personally, I can always tell when something is good, like a Mr. Robot, because I really don't like watching, like, dramas, you know, or kind of suspenseful television um, in the evenings, especially, like, that's when I watch most of my television, my wife and I will sit down and watch a, watch a TV show, you know, whatever it might be, um, so when I'm doing that, I like to watch kind of funny sitcom um, stuff, and Mr. Robot, I mean, it has funny moments, uh, but it, it's clearly not a sitcom, um, but it is one of the best shows, I think, out right now, if you haven't seen it, check it out, um, it, but if you have seen it, or if you, you're going to check it out, whatever that might be, they actually just came out with a companion book, um, which I, I guess is somewhat common with these more epic television shows. Again, I, I grew up watching sitcoms and stuff, so there was no, like, um, you know, Seinfeld uh, companion book or, um, you know, Roseanne companion book, whatever shows we're watching, you know, in the 80s and 90s. Um, but there is one for Mr. Robot, and I was checking out reviews, and it seems to be essentially like the bridge between season two and three. So I, 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 have, I haven't read it yet. Um, I know I'm recommending it before I even read it, uh, but I'm just saying check it out. I'm, I'm going to download it on, the, on my Kindle this week. Um, hopefully I have some time to read it. Got to get through all that election stuff, uh, election reading before I do that, but I'm, I'm planning on getting to it soon. Um, the book is called Red Real, Red wheel barrow um if you search like mr robot what red that is a tongue twister red wheel barrow red wheel barrow red real red wheel barrow um search that mr robot red wheel barrow on amazon uh you can find you can get like the hardback copy or the digital um i have heard that it's really nice nicely put together um so you know if you like to have actual books you know I, i i think actual books are great it's just you end up with you know, a bunch of books, which are great, but you end up eventually running out of room. Uh, and I know how that is all too well, as, as my wife and I are currently looking for a new house uh, for ourselves and our uh, forthcoming daughter, um, because you can just never have enough space, you know, and that's kind of where I'm stuck right now. Uh, so check it out. Mr. Robot, Red Re- Red Wheelbarrow. I'm going to read it. We'll probably talk about it at some point. And if you haven't seen Mr. Robot, I highly, highly recommend it. Uh, it's a fantastic show. They've won a bunch of awards. The writing is just unbelievable. Um, so check it out. And speaking of continuing on television, uh, just read an article today. Hulu and cord cutting. This is a fantastic thing because I don't think we've talked about it. Uh, but in my household, we're, we're kind of cord cutters. Uh, you know, we have Hulu, Netflix. Um, I fortunately have access to uh, HBO um, because... I need that for Game of Thrones, but we don't actually have, like, cable or satellite or any of that stuff. We, we use the antenna um, when I'm trying to watch, like, live sports or, you know, just network television. We have an antenna for that, so I get, like, the network shows. Um, you know, I can watch ESPN through through our Apple TV and stuff, but for the most part, we're, we're cord cutters. You know, we have internet, uh, but we don't actually have, like, cable or satellite, and a lot of a lot of people are doing that these days. They're, they're seeing just less need for cable. Um, and I do see the appeal of it. It's just, in our house, $80, $80 plus a month uh, just for television. Just It just doesn't make sense. Uh, so we consume things mostly through like Hulu and Netflix and, like I said, that antenna, uh, which is fantastic because you actually get HD HD feeds over the air um, with an antenna these days. I don't know, you know if any of you out there still have cable and you haven't used an antenna. Uh, it, it, it's pretty fantastic. Uh, it's, it's not like... Uh, 
you know, 70s and 80s when we were uh, uh, putting tinfoil on uh, on the rabbit ears, you know, which, which I know all too well. Um, I have been there and done that many a times. Um, but the interesting thing with Hulu is they just struck a deal with ESPN and Fox, and what they're going to do is start having live sports uh, on Hulu. So ESPN is going to be populating like their live sports, same with Fox Sports. Um, they're also putting other programming out onto those channels, but the most interesting thing to me was the sports side of it because that's what I, I've said that for years. Really, the last thing now, I, I know I railed a little bit against Walking Dead because apparently you have to watch freaking Walking Dead live, um, otherwise it's going to be spoiled for you. Uh, but outside of that, the only thing left really that you you know you need live television for is is sports um you know and you can you can record it dvr it, whatever um but it, it's something just best consumed live because like i said it's the last reality television it, it's really compelling and you know out, outside of spoilers on social media um you, you can watch other shows kind of anytime but you you know you want to you want to experience sports live um so i, I it's just fantastic that we're reaching this point where I think everyone's fed up with like cable and and, and more and more people are, are, are being these cord cutters. You know, that that's kind of the term for them. Um, now, of course, I've worked in uh, television and, and radio and film for a long time, and I really should be telling you all to have cable and, and consume all of those, those ads that you see coming across, which we're going to talk a little bit more about in a minute um, because I do have a note on that too. So cord cutting, I highly recommend it. Unless you need cable, then have cable. Yeah, I don't care. Uh, so moving on to a little bit of tech. I don't know if any of you out there are video game fans. I'm personally, I'm not. You know, I, 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 haven't, I just really haven't touched much of these more modern game systems. You know, I play some little games here and there, like on my iPad and stuff. I play that Clash of Clans. Um, it's it's a little bit addictive, but it's you know it's not complex. These these controllers with like 18 buttons and everything. Uh, but for those of you that haven't seen it, Nintendo's getting ready to release, uh, actually next week on November 11th, they're getting ready to release a new system. Um, and new system is a relative term because they they just rele released something and I've seen spots for it. I, it's way too complicated for me. Like these, th these crazy 3D games where you're off in a whole, I just, I don't have the patience um, to deal with it. I get it if you do, like it seems fun. I just, I simply don't have the patience. But this system that they're releasing next week it's a very small, kind of boxy-looking thing, and it happens to be gray and black and have a couple of buttons on the front. And for those of you that grew up in the 80s, you may remember uh, Nintendo, the original Nintendo. Well, this new one is a smaller version of it. You don't actually put cartridges in it. Uh, instead, it's got 30 games, like, preloaded on it. So you, you plug in this box just like you would any other system. And the, the controllers are just the same as the old controllers that they had in the 80s. Um, and you have all your games right there. 30 games, <laughs> one of them being Zelda, which when I was a kid, that was one of my favorite games. In fact, I kept playing that Zelda game up into the 90s until it was like impossible because those cartridges just started to die. Um, but now we can all be nostalgic and play those games again. Uh, so I don't know about all of you listening, but as soon as I saw that, like I said, I'm not a video game guy. Just I'm just never, really never have been um, and probably really never will be. Uh, and you know, but this this is incredibly appealing, uh, especially because of the nostalgia. I had a Nintendo when I was a kid. It, you know, it, that that was probably the extent of my video game playing. Um, you know, here and there, like I played video games in college and stuff, but just never really got into them. Um, 
but I have a feeling I'm going to be playing some some Zelda and some Mario Brothers. One thing that was pointed out to me, it doesn't have Contra, which seems like a miss for any of you out there that are Nintendo fans. I'm sure you remember Contra and uh, up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, B-A. That would be the code to get yourself 30 lives if <laughs> if you weren't aware, which is funny because if you know what Contra is, you knew that code. Um, and the rest of you are like, what the hell is he talking about? Contra was a game. And they left it out of the... Um, the 30 games, and which just was very surprising because this was, that'd be like, I don't want to say it's like leaving Mario Brothers out of there. You know, everyone knows Mario Brothers is, but Contra is pretty darn close uh, up there as far as popularity with the with those game systems. Um, so we'll see. Maybe there'll be some updates. Who knows? Uh, but next week, I don't know about you guys, I will have one on order. Uh, for those of you that are looking for birthday ideas for me, my birthday is November 18th. It just happens to be a week after the Nintendo releases. Uh, so keep that in mind. I'm just kidding. Check it out. Uh, they got it. it, it you, you can only pre-order it now, but it's going to be up on like Amazon and everything, so you'll be able to get it just about everywhere. Um, more in the world of tech. You know, I, I know I teased it that Apple had a new MacBook uh, that came out like a week or two ago. Whenever, whichever episode we were talking about all the big tech announcements, there was something funny I saw that came across. And, and, and I'm kind of curious what all of you out there think. Are, are we just getting ridiculously out of hand with making everything smaller um, and removing like ports and stuff? Apparently with the new MacBook, you actually need a dongle to like plug in your iPhone so you have an Apple phone and an Apple computer, but you actually need another piece of equipment to plug your phone into that computer. Now, I know. You're, saying, you're like, oh, it's, who cares? It's just... But I feel like we're regressing a little as, as far as, like, that goes. Like, do we really need to remove all those things? Now, I say that um, I'm sitting here recording on my Microsoft Surface that I've mentioned before, which only has one USB input um, and doesn't even have an HDMI output. And I actually have a dongle for the HDMI output, but I, you know, I rarely use it. Now I can actually plug my phone into it. Uh, this microphone's plugged into it right now with no impedance. Um, so it just seems a little weird. If you have a MacBook, uh, if or if you're gonna get the new MacBook, just be prepared for a bunch of dongles. Um, and that's not even including because I don't think we've even talked about it much on the dongle that you would need if you had your iPhone plugged into the computer um, and wanted to plug in your headphones. That's another dongle. So if you're not a big fan of dongles, um, I'm not a big fan of carrying a bunch of extra stuff around. I get it if it's absolutely necessary, um, but it just seems like we're regressing. I, I know the, the the hardware itself on on the new MacBooks is is fantastic, um, but it's nice to plug things in. It's kind of you know part of the game. Uh, you got to be able to plug in equipment and peripherals. Um, like I said, microphone plugged in right now. Couldn't do that on a MacBook. I would need a dongle. Wouldn't be able to just plug it right in. Um, which I guess probably may not be a big deal to you. Um, personally, I just think it's weird. You, you know, you're going to have, uh, I'd seen, saw someone posted something and they're like, my desk is going to be nothing but dongles. And it's like, well, that's the world we are coming to. And I, I tend to wonder how much space they saved really by like removing all that stuff. Cause then you got to carry it. So it's, there has to be a line somewhere where it's like, okay, stop removing stuff because now, even though we're making it more sleek or whatever, you're adding stuff for people to purchase and then carry around. So there's definitely a line somewhere on that. Um, you know, I don't care that much. I just thought it was weird that they're they're doing this and and kind of taking out all this normal stuff that we're we're used to seeing. Um, you know, so who knows? But if you, if you love Apple, get a new MacBook. Just be prepared for dongles. Lots of dongles. 
Um, so I've been playing around with the Samsung VR gear, whatever the heck it's officially called, uh, for a little while now. Now, I, I didn't actually try it yet, but there is a fun little app on there called Face Your Fears. Um, and like I said last episode, it, the VR headset itself is just, it's fantastic just to put on and look around. Um, you know, there's definitely that fine line on wearables and, and, and are we giving in too much to technology, you know, so I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't tend to think of it as, you know, as an alternate to reality, I guess, but just kind of like a fun extra, um, extra thing. And this face your fears, I guess, is you put the headset on, you load up face your fears, and it's going to be things like heights and all that kind of stuff. Um, so I'm actually eager to try it because I have a uh, debilitating fear of falling. I <laughs> just, I can't, it's not heights. Um, it's, it's, it's more the fear of falling. I, I, I don't love getting in airplanes. I don't love being like out on the edge of things. You would never, ever, 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 ever catch me skydiving. It just, it just simply wouldn't happen. Um, but I'm eager to try that out. Maybe we'll talk about it. I think any of you out there, if you have, you know, the means, check it out. I, these headsets are like so cheap and I'm not even saying don't, don't necessarily go out and buy one. Like I said, you know, my parents had an extra one. I get it from them. Um, and they're kind of giving them out promotionally here and there. And you don't even have to have like the Samsung one. There's some cheap ones out there. I've seen them as cheap as like 20 bucks if you just want to try. I, I can't speak to the quality on it, obviously. Um, but it, it does seem like a fun little toy. I'm enjoying it. And uh, we'll probably continue to talk about it, especially this Face Your Fears, um, where, where hopefully I don't like, you know, pee myself as I'm standing on the edge of a very, very tall building. Um, but in fact, sitting on my couch and wearing a headset. Uh, one more thing, kind of on tech, kind of on social. I think I've teased it before. Uh, but we're going to move some things over, not move, that's, that is absolutely the, <laughs> the wrong term. We're not actually going to move them, uh, but we're going to start populating some stuff to YouTube, um, kind of revolving around the podcast, and then uh, kind of some fun vlog stuff, especially uh, once my daughter is born, I have uh, some fun stuff planned. Now, before you get crazy, I'm not, it's not going to be like with her, uh, it's more of like new dad stuff, so I'm not exploiting uh, my, my newborn daughter, so no, no angry phone calls or emails or anything. Um, but we're gonna we're gonna try to do some fun stuff with it. Like I said, there's a GoPro sitting in the studio every time, uh, every time we record. Um, and now I do have someone helping out with social media, so we can kind of extend that reach a little bit. Um, especially with YouTube, I, I really want to because I've come to realize we're not getting a ton of traction on like the Facebook page. And what has happened is that there's very many of you out there that are on the Facebook page that are listening. There's a ton of people. As I kind of run the analytics uh, through where we host the podcast, which is Podomatic, there's a ton of people just listening through Podomatic, and I've come to realize that I'm getting a bunch, a lot of international traction. Uh, the only problem is they, they can't actually get on the U.S. Facebook. Um, it, it's weird the way they have it set up, and it's the same thing with iTunes, so that's why that meter's not moving quite as much, because it's not, like, international. It's on the U.S. iTunes. Um, so because that that's partly why we're going to kind of start utilizing YouTube more um, so that we can interact there you know and get some fun content up whatever it might be um and then like i like i've teased before coming in december it, it's going to be a full-blown channel and we're going to do a lot of extra fun stuff with that uh, in the meantime please keep using the facebook page i know i'm getting feedback from you here and there uh, love the messages 
That is the only place I actually check Facebook messages. Uh, like I said, I'm not really using my personal account anymore. <clears throat> but even before then, uh, I, I never checked. I was terrible about messages, but I do check them on the Go Tell It to the Wall podcast page. Um, and again, if you're not on there, it's facebook.com slash go tell it to the wall. Uh, you can go on there, interact with me, with anyone on the show, anyone listening, whatever it might be. Um, that's a ever-evolving thing you know if you have any suggestions drop on in there uh, let us know Uh, and of course we're still on itunes and google play Uh, on either one of them search go tell it to the wall podcast and you'll see my lovely face pop up uh, as well as podomatic which like i said seems to be getting the most traction on podomatic but i think there's it's a little more international um, so we can pick up uh, extra fans that way so we're going to keep keep moving that stuff uh that stuff right along all right, so we're, we're getting short on time here, and uh, and I got to be honest, vocal cords hurting. Um, they're they're not feeling great, uh, and on top of that, my mother-in-law is in town. I need to go have dinner uh, with with my wife, my mother-in-law, and my brother, and pretty much everybody. Uh, so I got to take somewhat care of my vocal cords, um, but I do want to mention one thing. Uh, I went to well, my wife and I went to Big Bear Lake this past weekend. Uh, we had kind of like a little baby moon before the baby's born to spend some time together, and it, w- it was fantastic. I don't know how all of you feel about it, but I love these kind of little mountain towns. You get up there, you get that nice crisp air. Uh, you know, it was like in the mid-50s during the day, like the 40s overnight, and, you know, not too cold, but that nice crisp. You just get that that, that fall-winter feeling, and I'm, I'm a huge fan uh, of the mountain towns. It's just... In, t- in general, I don't know that I could live there, um, but I just I love being around it. And it's funny because I'd actually never been I'd been to smaller mountain towns um, like Julian in San Diego uh, around the fall. But I never actually been up to Big Bear. It, for those of you that aren't familiar with Big Bear Lake, there's a couple ski resorts up there, ski and snowboard resorts. It's 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 kind of it's one of the closer areas to L.A. to to, to go ski and snowboard um, or just stay and hang out. They have a big lake there, um, you know, like during the summer, you can go on boats and stuff. I've spent most of my time there during the winter. Uh, because I do try to s- snowboard. I'm, I'm not good, um, but I try. Uh, and so that's, I'm usually up there in the snow, so it was extra interesting to be up there in the fall. It still has that, that nice mountain, small-town feel, but you, you like drive by the ski resorts, and you're like, oh, that's grass. There's grass under there. It was really weird because I'm so used to seeing, like, even when there's not a lot of snow, they blow snow. Uh, so there's snow uh, of, of some sort, but this was, like, none. We, we haven't quite gotten... Uh, enough snow up there in the mountains, which that's going to change in like a couple weeks here. They Once it gets cold enough, they start blowing snow uh, and they get it going. But it was really interesting. And uh, we spent some time in the village there, a bunch of restaurants, shopping and all that kind of stuff. And I had never realized before, but there is a Big Bear Lake Brewery. Um, and any of you that know me, you know, where whenever I go somewhere, I'm absolutely like first thing I ask, what do you have for local beer? I want, I want to try the local beer. It, whenever I go somewhere, that's what I do. Um, regardless of where it is. So when I saw that, I was like, sweet. Uh, and we went and checked it out. Fantastic food, Big Bear Lake Brewery. Um, and the funny thing was, I, I don't like pumpkin at all. I think we've mentioned that on the podcast. I just can't stand it. I don't like pumpkin pie. I don't like stuff with pumpkin in it. It's just, so th- this time of year is me just like deflecting when everyone's freaking out. They're like, pumpkin everything. And I'm like, F your pumpkin. I don't want it, you know. Uh, but I had this on the recommendation of the server. This, like, pumpkin spice beer, uh, which was fantastic. You know, it was absolutely fantastic. Didn't have that, like, pump- and it was funny because I kept, like, sipping it, and I'm sitting across from my wife. She's pregnant, so, she, she, you know, she's not drinking. And I'm like, 
as soon as it would get to my nose, it would it, you could smell pumpkin, and I'd be like make a weird face, but then I'd take a sip, and it didn't taste pumpkiny. <laughs> so it was it was really fantastic. Uh, but Big Bear Lake Brewery, check it out. I love Big Bear. I'm uh, you know I'm I'm gonna be very overwhelmed here come December, so I probably won't get much time up there um, this year. But hopefully. Uh, you know, next year we'll be bringing the daughter up there and, and to play in the snow and, and watch me fall down the mountain as I attempt to snowboard, which I'm really terrible at. I'll, I'll be honest. I'm really, really horrible at it. Um, so anyway, I just want to mention that. I, I love Big Bear. I love these little mountain towns. They're just – and same thing with beach towns. I think because I grew up around the beaches so much and, you know, I spent a lot of time in Chicago, but that's not mountains. That's Midwest, you know, winter. Um, and there's just something about that nice crisp air and, and the log cabins and everything that, that I just absolutely love. Um, 100% love it. So – all right, moving along. I, I we're we're running really short on time, and like I said, my vocal they're not doing good. But I, I got a couple things here. I got a couple things. You know, we we rant a little bit. Sometimes we rant, and a lot of times it's common sense. This one's maybe common. Well, there's partly common sense to to it. So I I ordered something uh, last week from Amazon. Uh, we actually bought a new car a couple weeks ago, a uh, Subaru Crosstrek. Highly recommend it. it. It's a fun little car to drive, little hatchback. We we traded in a two-door bug, just couldn't couldn't do the two-door anymore. Um, so this is kind of complimentary of our, our little SUV. Now we've got kind of two more functional cars. Uh, but what I'd ordered was like a, a cargo net for the back. That goes, <laughs> I'm laughing because I'm hoping... Anyway, I ordered I ordered a cargo net that, that attaches in the back and it like holds stuff in the you know the trunk hatchback area. Um, what happened was, and and I knew this was gonna happen because it it came late. They had screwed up the delivery and they brought it like Saturday. I'm out of town and I'm like, there's there's no way it's gonna be sitting there when we get home. No way, no way the package is sitting there. We get home sure enough, it's not sitting there. And I'm like, I'm I'm gonna call them Monday. We didn't get it. Um, so I get up Monday morning or. Maybe it was Tuesday. It might have been Tuesday. Whatever it was. I think it was Tuesday. So I actually get up Tuesday morning. I'm like, oh, shoot, I got to deal with this. Um, and at the same time, I remember I didn't bring the trash out. So I'm like running down the street take to bring my trash out. And the neighbor uh, across the way goes, hey, uh, were you expecting a package from Amazon? I was like, well, yeah, depends. Why? Because we're always getting a little junk from Amazon. Um whatever it might be. So it's like, like, that's kind of a loaded question. It's like, well, I was yesterday and tomorrow, but today I'm not sure. Uh, so he goes, well, I thought there was a package, like the, the wrapping from a package sitting out in the street. And I think what happened was the package had actually gotten delivered to the wrong address and someone saw it sitting on the, cause our house is kind of gated. And if, you know, if you put it on the other side of the gate, no one's really going to mess with it. Um, and I think someone had seen the package and taken the package thinking they scored, uh, probably opened the package, realized it was a cargo net for a Subaru Crosstrek. So unless they had a Subaru Crosstrek, uh, they really had no use for it. Um, I don't know. Maybe they were going to go fish in the LA river. Uh, you know, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what the heck else you would do with the cargo net. Um, so common sense says don't steal mail. Uh, common sense on my part says make sure your orders, you know, you're, you're not out of town when your stuff's being delivered. Although, that's a 100% on the U.S. Post Office, uh, which I'm not going to rant against that right now because that would be an entire show of how inept uh, the U.S. Postal Service is and, and why they're basically going out of business. Um, but I like to think that they were sorely disappointed. Um, and I'm hoping that they really spent like an hour or two trying to figure out what the hell it was um, and then maybe like another couple hours figuring out if they could sell it or pawn it, which I'm sure they couldn't. It's a freaking cargo net for a super cross. So unless you have a cross track, useless. Um, but don't steal mail. And it's, and be careful because now we're getting into the holidays. It, it, I think it's officially 
the the Christmas season uh, because I know everyone starts playing carols. I was at Target on Monday, I think. Already Christmas music on November first, Christmas or no? It must have been Tuesday. I don't think it was Halloween that they were playing Christmas music, uh, but playing holiday Christmas music. So especially with this time of year coming up, you're going to have a lot of packages. People are going to send you stuff. You're ordering stuff. Just be careful out there. Um, we actually have security cameras, but I don't have it pointing right at the front door. I have them on the sides and inside um, because I don't worry. Like, <laughs> it was funny. I, I called Amazon. I'm like, yeah, I didn't get my package. And we've been on Prime forever. We get a lot of stuff through Amazon. And they're like, well, did you look around? Yes, I looked around the house. Okay, well, we'll resend it. Um, you know, so it's not much to deal with. Um, but just be careful out there. Don't steal mail. Don't get your mail stolen. Um, and definitely don't steal stuff that's useless <laughs> for you personally and only useful for the person that ordered it. Um, I kind of can't wait because, you know, I'm I'm kind of waiting for the day that, that we have to order, like, baby diapers or something from Amazon. <laughs> Not that I want it to get stolen, but – or, like – breastfeeding stuff like a like a breast pump and some dude just steals it uh thinking he scored and he's got nothing but a breast pump which i don't know maybe there's a resale market for those i can't imagine one other thing i'm gonna rant on and then we're gonna get the hell out of here i got stuff to do my vocal cords are hurting uh one more thing really been bugging me it's been bugging me for a while now I understand marketing and advertising. I have made a lot of my money in marketing and advertising in fact we're gradually pushing this show um to, to somewhat being, ad, you know, marketing, advertising-based. Uh, you know, we want it to be ad-supported to an extent because, that, you know, that's how money changes hands. Um, now, that being said, like, I love it. Marketing, creative marketing, it's fantastic. Advertising, it's fantastic. Now, there is definitely a fine line there, um, you know, and you all see this when you, like, go to YouTube and they hit you with an ad before you watch a video. I get it. Like, everyone needs, to, everyone's got to make money. Everyone's got to wet their beak. That, that, that's, that's how the world works. I get it. But what I'm noticing more and more, and this has been happening for a while, more and more when you're flipping through, like like I said, I flip through this Google now and, and pages come up. Sometimes we'll be flipping through Facebook or Twitter, whatever it might be. And, you know, there's fun little like BuzzFeed things. And, and BuzzFeed is a perfectly fine website because they will let you read an article. You know, you, you're going to get a couple pop-ups or ads, whatever it might be. But they're going to let you read an article without clicking um, 812 times. Now, what I'm noticing is some of these things I'm clicking on, and what happened was I start, I, I clicked on the story that was interesting, and it was talking about, I can't remember how they teased it, but it was like single mother, um, it was something about single mother, dad left, cleaned out bank accounts. And I was like, oh, this, you know, and positioning it like a heartwarming story. So I'm like, okay, cool, I click on it. Um, and this website, it's liter literally, I'm not even kidding you, literally giving you one sentence and then you have to click to the next page. And then it gives you another sentence. And then you have to click to the next page. And then another sentence. And then you have to click to the next page. So I clicked through like four or five times. And I said, this is crazy. I'm just not doing it. I'm just not doing it. I remember the guy's name. Oh, now I remember. Sean Whalen, of course. He's the same name as me. Same first name as I. And so what I did, I was like, this is crazy. I just I just want to know what was happening in the story. And at that point, like it was bu not bugging me that, you know, I, I'd have expected that. But I just want to know what the story was. So I go and Google it with his name. First, the first freaking website that comes up is the same damn website that's literally putting you through a rigmarole, and it's got pop-ups and shit. And I'm, I'm surprised it didn't go to like 3D and have like some advertisement pop out at me because if, if they could, they would do it. Whatever this website was, and I'm noticing it's, it's a bunch of websites that are doing this, especially when you go through mobile and they just want you to click through everything. Well, let's calm the hell down, because when I see that, I just stop clicking. 
I just stopped clicking. And when I went and Googled it and that one came up first, I scrolled right past it, found a one-page article about it. Now, I got extra mad because it was essentially a glorified story about, and it was very touching, about how this guy tipped $100 to a single mom at a, at a, a Chinese food restaurant. So that's great. But they made it seem like it was so much deeper. And they're sending me through 812 clicks just to understand what's happening. And it's one sentence each. You know, and do, they do the same thing with these, like, you know, the 25 funniest blah, blah, blah. And you go and you got to click 25 times. Let's calm down. You can put some ads in there. You can still have your ads. And even, let's say it's 25. You want to make me click one extra time? Like, here's half of them here. I get it. But calm down. One sentence? One sentence. This was one sentence. I, I, I was just so dumbfounded. Just so dumbfounded. And I, I can promise you, and I'm going to look it up, whatever that site was, and we're going to post it. Just stay the hell off of there. Don't even give them traffic because you know what they're doing is they're just being ridiculously greedy. They use the story that came out somewhere else. Divide it up into like 18 pieces so that you then have to go through 18 different ads. Let's stop it. Let's just stop it. If you run a website like that, just stop. And if I see see you running a website like that, I will give you a digital slap across the face. I don't know how we'll do that, but somehow we will. Um, but I'm sick of it. I'm sick of it. I can't even read a damn article without getting hit with 50 million ads. This is It's gotten out of hand and we just need to stop and stop again and then stop one more time until it's actually fixed. Um, I'm sick of it think of it you can advertise without being obnoxious or you know then it becomes just advertising and not actual content and you know at go tell it to the wall we love content content and common sense uh, are you know the main factors within this podcast um so even when we do get to some advertising based podcasts uh, advertising dri advertising driven they're not gonna be based advertising driven uh podcasts we're never gonna have anything like that can you imagine if i was like hi Welcome to Go Tell It to the Wall. Advertising. I'm your host, Sean O'Rourke. Advertising. Today we're going to talk... Advertising. That's what it's like being on one of those stupid websites. So just stop. Let's all just stop. I'm done with it. That, that's enough. My vocal cords are done. That rant did it. Don't forget to vote. Vote next week. I don't give a shit who you vote for. See... I'm throwing out the SHIT word. That's okay. I'm going to let that one fly. Uh, I know I dropped one earlier too. I don't, I don't, I really don't care who you vote for. Just vote, uh, make an informed decision, read, read your book, whatever, however big your book might be. I'm, I'm like a third of the way through mine. It's going to take me uh, until Tuesday to get through all of it because it's ridiculous and out of hand, but don't forget to vote on November 8th. Um, I think that's it. I feel like I had something else, but you know what? That's it. That's it. Uh, Cubs are the World Series champions. Like I said, uh, we got lots of exciting things coming out for you. Appreciate you all sticking around. Uh, this was episode four. That's right. Episode four. Uh, you guys have been sticking around and I'm loving it and we're getting some traction and we're going to just we're going to continue. We're going to continue talking to the wall using common sense uh, and, and just myself being an idiot. And we're just going to keep it going. Um, so like I said, thanks for joining us. This was episode four, Go Tell It to the Wall podcast. I am your host, Sean O'Rourke. And remember, use common sense.